Make a joyful noise unto the earth, unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm, with trumpet and sound of cornet. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord the King. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, let the hills be joyful together before the Lord. For he cometh to judge the earth, with righteousness shall he judge the world and the people with equity. God is good, and all the time. Notice how that psalm ends, that's Psalm 98. For he cometh to judge the world. With righteousness shall he judge the world and the people with equity. The judgment of God will be fair. No one can say, God has been unfair to me. He's not unfair now, and he will not be unfair in the final judgment. He will judge in equity because he has a standard. How are you? Nice to see you. How was your day? Had a good day, so did I. I thank God for a smooth day. Went to the gym, worked out to stay alive. And I thank God for that. You don't know, it's a privilege to be able to walk and lift two pounds. Are you with me? It is a privilege to do that. Mm-hmm. There are millions who cannot do it. And they would love to do it. You know, when I'm at home, my house has a basement, a middle section, and the top section where the bedrooms are. And if my wife forgot something in the basement, and we're all upstairs, I just go down and get it. Because I'm physically able. Are you with me? I prefer to do that than to be unable to move. And so if I have to go up and down, I go up and down. Are you with me? Celebrating the ability to move these things. And God be merciful to those who cannot. We have so much to thank God for. The eye of faith sees miracles every day. You didn't hear what I said. The eye of faith sees miracles every, every time you see a baby, you see a miracle. How did that happen? It's a miracle that God has empowered human beings to reproduce. You look at a tree, a pear tree. No matter how much you pray, it will never produce a banana. There are laws that guide. Are you following me? Miracles all around. You see, God loves to show off. Yes. And the stage for showing off is the lives of his people. Are you with me? That's the major stage he shows off in nature. So the heavens declare the glory of God. The earth is full of his glory. But those made in his image. Ah, that's where God loves to show off. You and I mustn't show off. Say amen. But let's give ourselves to God so he can use us to do some divine showing off so that the sons of God can shout for joy. Who is with us tonight? You are not a Seventh-day Adventist. May I see your hand? What's your name? Thelma. Thelma. Howard. Velma. How are you, Velma? Not fine. Where are you from, Velma? Jamaica is a good place. If I had the money, I'd buy it, but I don't have the cash. God bless Jamaica and all Jamaicans everywhere. Say amen for Velma. I saw another hand somewhere. You are not a... Ah, what's your name? Who? 
Kenesha. How are you, Kenesha? Where are you from? Here. Right here in this church. Okay. Well, we're happy to have you, Kenesha. God bless you. Thank you for distinguishing us with your lovely presence. Amen for Kenesha. Is there someone else? Someone shy, not willing to. You know what I told you? Just do that and we'll know who it is. Come on. Is there somebody else? Ah, my handsome brother. What's your name? Wayne. Good name, Wayne. How are you, Wayne? Where are you from? From here. Somewhere on here. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Now, why are you talking for him? Uh, is there a connection? Oh, 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 okay. All right. Wayne, nice to see you. God bless you. Somebody else. You're not a Seventh-day Adventist. Ah, one by one. Sister, what's your name? Dolores. How are you, Dolores? Where are you from? Let me stop asking where people are from. Yeah, they're all from. <laughs> Let me save a little energy for the sermon. Dolores, God bless your life. Say amen for good Dolores. Is there somebody else? You are not a Seventh-day Adventist. Where? Ah, you finally made up your mind. What's your name? Erica is a good name. Hello, Erica. How are you? Are you happy to be here? Say yes. Good, 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 good. Erica, who invited you? Mr. Roland, where's Mr. Roland? All right, Mr. Roland, you, make, you made a good choice. Erica, I'm glad you accepted the invitation. May the Lord place his hand of mercy upon you and never remove it. Say amen for Erica. Amen. Anybody else? Where? Oh, where? Oh, next to Erica. Hi. How are you? What's your name? Regina. That's a nice name. There's a city called Regina somewhere in Canada. Regina, who invited you? Mr. Roland is a busy man. Say amen for Mr. Roland. <laughs> Regina, God bless you in every possible way so that wherever you go, you become a blessing. Say amen. amen. Say it again. Amen. God is good all and all the time. Anybody else? Oh, <laughs> how are you? What's your name? Kenneth. That's a nice name, but it's not in the Bible, but it's a good name. <laughs> Kenneth, where are you from? I thought I said I would not ask that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kenneth, who invited you? Ah, well, I'm glad. She's... Kenneth, thanks for coming. I mean, the Lord look into your heart and give you the desires of your heart. Say amen for Kenneth. Is there somebody else? Who? Where? Oh, give me your name. Faith. Faith. Oh, someone by the name of Faith must get a blessing. Faith. I'm seriously, may God bless your life. May God bless you abundantly. You never lack for anything. May he bless you so much that you become a blessing to others by giving. Say amen for faith. And I was not joking. Okay. Those of you online, you're not Seventh-day Adventists. May the Lord touch you in every area of your life. So that wherever you go, you become a reflection of the generous God. Say amen for our guests online. Amen. Say it again. Amen. God is good. All and all the time. Our subject for this evening, mango trees cannot yield ackies. <laughs> Did I say something wrong? <laughs> okay. Our subject for this evening. Mango trees cannot yield ackies. Favor number one, if you're using one of these, turn off the sound. If you're not using it, turn it off completely until it is dead. 
Favor number two, while I'm speaking, pray for me and say, Lord, put your words in that man's mouth. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 9, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. And I want to speak God's words, whether you accept them or not. When I leave, I can say to God, Father, I spoke your words. Their decision was their choice. So my hands will be clean. No one's blood on my hands. Favor number three, what's that? Think. Isaiah 1.18, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. My brothers and my sisters, in all that you do, think. Think. God has given us that capacity. It separates us from the animals. The capacity to think, because thinking is godly behavior. Let's pray. Dear God in heaven, seize me, Father. Take hold of me, dear God. Leave nothing of me to my control. Father, speak through me. Let my hands be your hands, my feet your feet, my brain your brain, dear God. So that people may see you and hear you. If I've offended you, forgive me. Now, Father, bless all those who are listening. Pour out a sweet blessing on all our guests. We're delighted to have them in this building and online. And for all those little boys and little girls who are watching, bless them to God. Remind them that Jesus was once a little boy and that you are delighted when little boys and little girls give their lives to you. Bless every country represented by those watching, particularly the host country of the United States and particularly the country of this church, the beautiful country of Jamaica. Now, Father, let some life be changed because of this message. And take all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Let God's people say, Amen and Amen. Go with me to Genesis chapter 1. It is now 8 o'clock on the dot. I'll release you a little after 8.30. If not at 8.30, I'll see. Genesis 1, we'll read from verse 11. What's our subject? Mango trees cannot yield ashes. And by the way, this message will be kind of a, a whipping do you want it? All right. Or would you prefer Mary had a little lamb? Can you take the whipping? Yes or no? All right. What book did I say? What chapter? From what verse? 11. Read with me if you have my version. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass an herb yielding seed read now after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in, uh, in itself upon the earth after his kind we have the expression his kind after his kind fruit trees after their kind and so bananas yield banana plums yield plums grape trees yield Grapes. Let's go to verse 20 of Genesis 1. Our subject, mango trees cannot yield ackees. Verse 20, Genesis 1. Read with me. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. 
Next verse. And God created great wells, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Let's go to the sixth day. Verse 24. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature, how? After his kind. Cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth after his kind. And God made the beasts of the earth after and cattle after, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after his kind. Yes, now, vegetation is a living thing. It produces after its kind. Fish are living things. They produce after their kind. Birds are living things. They produce after their kind. Land animals are living things. They produce after their kind. Keep the expression after their kind in your mind. Listen to verse 26. And God said, let us make man after our kind. No, yes, no, that's fine. Let us make man after our kind. Because a banana tree produces in its own image. All right, I lost you already. A mango tree produces in its image. After its own kind. Um, an orange tree produces in its own image. It produces oranges. God is saying, now I will produce after my kind. And so as an orange tree produces something that looks like the orange tree, I will produce something that looks like me. Now, let me tell you quickly, God cannot create God. So he did not make gods in Adam and Eve. You cannot create God. God has always been there. But God created a creature that would look just like him. Are you with me? And so God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness or after our kind. Our character. God produced after his kind. And it had no sin. I said it had no sin. Because God's kind has no sin. You're saying, yes, sir, but are you with me? God's kind has no sin. God's kind doesn't take drugs. God's kind does not steal. God's kind doesn't run off with a neighbor's husband. The one that does that is not after God's kind. There's another kind. That's Satan. Let's run into that other kind in Genesis 5. Go there with me, Genesis 5. Let's read from verse 3. What's our subject? Mango trees cannot yield ackees. No matter how much it tries. You have Genesis 5, from verse 3. Let me pray again. Fathers, I continue. Please, Lord. Control me in every way. In Jesus' name, I appeal to you. Amen. Verse 3, Genesis 5. And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image. Now we have another kind. Because this time we have a sinner producing after his kind. Mm. 
When God made Adam, Adam was sinless. Adam had God's image, not his. Let me say it again. Adam had no image of his own. His image was God's image. The person who comes to Christ gives up his or her image and replaces it with God's image. So the Bible says, Genesis 5 verse 3, And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image. Of course, that wasn't the only son Adam produced in his image. Before that one was born, called Seth, he had, given, he had produced Cain, the first one. What did Cain turn out to be? A murderer, because he was not in God's image. He was in the image of Adam, the sinner, which is the image of Satan. You're telling me to explain that. Sin did not begin with Adam. It began with Satan. A sinner's image is the image of Satan. And so Jesus could say in John 8, 44, to church members. <laughs> he said it, not me. Ye are of your father, the devil. In every church, the membership is split into two. Those whose father is God and those whose father is Satan in the same church. In the same family. Now, let's leave Adam alone. Let's go take a look at Father Abraham. Let's go to John 8. John 8, we'll read from verse 37. Jesus has this conversation with the Pharisees. And they never could follow what he was saying. It must have been a frustrating life for Christ. Trying to get these Pharisees to understand what he was. The disciples themselves never understood. John the Baptist didn't fully understand. And he was his cousin. And he was sent to lay the groundwork for Christ. Ah, Christ was just misunderstood. The Bible says his parents did not understand. And if you decide to follow Christ, I mean decide to follow Christ. Not just come to church physically. Follow Christ. Your family will not understand. They'll recommend psychiatric intervention. They will not understand. John 8, verse 37. Read with me. I know that you Abraham seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word has no place in you now. Abraham's seed or a product of Abraham or Abraham's kind. Are you following me? Biologically, yes. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which you have seen with your father. Now Jesus identifies how many fathers? Two. He says, my father is not your father. Did I tell you it'll be a little tough tonight? Those of you online, uh, I don't mean to be sadistic, but uh, it's tough. Don't leave. Jesus said, I speak that which I have seen with my father. Ye do that which you have seen with your father. 
But praise be to God, when Jesus rose from the dead and Mary saw him in the garden, he said, go and tell Peter and the other disciples, I ascend to my father and you. Ah, Jesus desires that his father will be our father. Somebody say amen. amen. And his God will be our God because the human Jesus had a God. Because anything human must worship. Have I lost you? Jesus said, I'm going to my father and your father, which means you were part of the heavenly family. But there are two families. And so he tells the people in John 8, 30, 37, uh, I know you, Abraham said, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father. And ye do that which you've seen in your father. They answered and said unto him, what? Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, if ye were Abraham's children, come on, you would do the works of Abraham. You would behave like Abraham because spiritually Abraham produces after his kind. I said spiritually. A spiritual child of Abraham cannot kill Christ. Because God said, uh, Jesus said, verse 40, But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Abraham didn't do that. So you cannot be a child of Abraham. Abraham didn't rob and hijack cars and steal and rape and rob liquor stores and steal old ladies' social security checks. He didn't do that. And if I'm doing that, I am not a child of Abraham. I can be a church member. But I'm not a child of Abraham. This is serious business. Mango trees yield mangoes. Not atties. Now, what am I trying to tell you as a church? Go with me to Matthew 23. Remember these verses, I didn't write them. Men led by the Spirit of God led them, uh, wrote them. So if you had to blame someone, go find Peter and Matthew. You have to go to the graveyard because they're not in heaven, they're dead. Somebody say amen for the state of the dead. Hey, do you have Matthew 23, verse 15? Hold on, hold on. Do we all have it? Father in heaven. Enlighten us as we read, please. In Jesus' name, amen. Read with me. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Why? For ye traverse sea or compass sea and land. To do what? Make one proselyte, meaning a convert. And when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourself. Why? Because they are producing, come on, after their kind. So they bring a convert into the fellowship, and very soon the convert becomes like them. This is Jesus. He said, you go distances over the ocean, you, you fly, you take a boat, a submarine, to convert one person to Judaism. And when you've got him, and he comes to your fellowship, in a short while, he becomes as hellish as you are. Because organizations produce come on after their kind a lazy church will produce come on lazy people 
Now, why is this a tough message? If we're trying to bring people to this church, into what kind of church are we bringing them? Where people don't forgive each other. There's backbiting. People working on Sabbath. People haven't paid tithe since World War II. And we're bringing people into this. It's a favor to leave them out. Let God take them to some other church. Where the atmosphere is a healing atmosphere. You know, the, the, the bond of the spirit exists in forbearing one another in love that exists. Where there are no grudges. People forgive and people forget. That environment will produce a child of heaven. Is that the condition in this church? Don't answer me. Is that the condition in your home? An unspiritual home cannot produce spiritual children. And children leave the church and we say, I did my, no, you didn't do your best. You send your children to church. You don't take them. You tell them read the Bible. You don't read it with them. You tell them pray. You don't pray with them. And they see that. They say nothing because they're the children. When they get to the age where they are legally adults. What they'll say is let me get out of this place. And go do what I want to do. Let me free myself from this hypocrisy. One thing in the house, something else in the church. Let me tell you something about young people. They are skilled at spotting phonies. You can't pull the wool over a young person. They may not be fully developed, but from small. Listen, a child at a small age knows quickly which parent I can manipulate. Mm, at a little age, go to mommy. She'll do anything you say. Don't go to daddy. He may say no. Read verse 15 again of Matthew 23. Won't you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, come on. For ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte stop. One. All that effort. Three-week campaign. To baptize one person. Now that person could be the apostle Paul. And when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourself. A hellish church cannot produce heavenly members. A mango tree, come on, cannot yield Akis. And so I ask you again, with no expectation of an oral response, into what environment will someone be coming if someone comes to this church? There are two forms of evangelism. Bring people in and fix up what's in. Ah, you're not listening. You're sleeping with your eyes open. Two forms of evangelism. Inward and outward. And the inward should precede the outward. If you're expecting the President of the United States to come to your house, won't you sweep and dust and change the wallpaper 
and you know put away the rock concert albums and the rap albums and put on some hymns and <laughs> God save the, the United States or something huh? in preparation for the president you see the internal cleansing has to happen before someone from outside comes in are you with me we want someone to come to this fellowship for whom Jesus shed his blood what conditions are we bringing them into that's the question I'm asking let me come from the church down to the family what is the environment in which your children are growing is it an environment where they never see you you're so busy trying to make a living pursue a career climb the corporate ladder you have no time for your children then you should not have had them as simple as that you should not have had them people talk about quality time quality time means a lot of time not five concentrated minutes quality time is a lot of time you know God could have made eight billion adults he made two adults everyone else comes as a baby helpless affected by the environment I was <laughs> driving through an area close to my home in Ann Arbor Michigan going through a some housing development and there's a little boy he's about three or four <laughs> and he's shorts is in the summer and he's can't turned around and when he saw me he did the in other words you want to fight <laughs> I just almost fell out of the car laughing I said father that's a little boy but that's the environment in which you do you know experts tell you babies in the cradle pick up environmental cues case closed in the cradle you see evidence of the environment in which the child is growing up but let's keep it spiritual new life SDA church you need to change your name to the old life my brothers and sisters listen to me carefully don't answer me is there someone who needs to forgive someone in this church? If the answer is yes, go and do it. If you need someone to come with you, I will come. Are you listening to me? I, w I was a certain country preaching many years ago. Actually, Uganda. Uh, and this lady wanted to be baptized. And she remembered there was someone she'd offended. And she told me, I said, well, you have to tell the person you're sorry. She said, okay, but I'm afraid. I said, I'll come with you. So I took another elder. We went one Saturday night, found him in a bar. So we went in, two men in suits, so he got nervous. We said, there's a lady outside who wants to talk to you. So he came out a little uncertain. He saw her, and we stood there. And she apologized, and he listened. He accepted it. They shook hands, exchanged a hug. He said, are you okay? He said, I'm fine. And then she left, got baptized two days later. Did I tell you the story of this young lady who was in a relationship she should not have been in? She came to me, she said, I'm in this relationship. I said, break it off. Uh, today, she said, I can't do that. We've seen each other three years. I said, well, when you find out what's right, the best time to do it is now. She said, I can't do it. I said, call him. So she called him. I said, I'll tell him. She called him. He came. 
the way the church was. And I spoke to him and to her. And I said, sir, what I'm about to say places blame on her exclusively. I can't fault you for having good taste. I told him that, which he had. She's a fine lady. But she violated the principles of the church. And this relationship cannot continue. But she was afraid to tell you. And he listened. And he shook my hand. He said, I understand, Pastor. And he left. And they remained separated. Listen to me. If you need to say sorry to someone and you're afraid, I will come with you. You see, it's all right to come dressed up looking like the high priest. And there's stuff under the rug. Are you with me? And in some churches, there's so much stuff, there's a bump <laughs> in the rug. Are you following me? We want that fixed. Somebody say amen. We want that fixed. Now, if I said you need to forgive someone who's hurt you, I'll go with you. You need to apologize to someone you've hurt, I will go with you. We have to make sure this environment is not one that makes a convert twofold more the child of hell than ourselves. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Go to Matthew 6. Let's read 14. Well, let's read from 9. 9 to 15. It's now 23 minutes after 8. I'll release you shortly because I've caused you enough pain. Matthew what? 6. What verses? 9 to 15. Let's pray again. Father, as I continue, help me to be gentle but bold as I talk to those whom you love. Both online and in this building, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. What's our subject? Mango trees cannot yield ackee. Say the Lord's Prayer with me. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now 14. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. In other words, how we act to others affects how God deals with us. Is that clear? Verse 15, you begin it. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. And an unforgiven person cannot be saved. Cannot be saved. But the carnal nature is such a terrible thing. There are people who will not confess or forgive until they are on their deathbed. Deathbed. The lights are about to go out. Then they say, I forgive you. That's how stubborn the carnal nature is. That's why we need power from God. I power from God to forgive. Power from God to apologize. I'm saying it again. This is no joke. Go to Matthew 5. Matthew 5. Let me show you how people waste time in church every weekend. Matthew 5. You have verse 21. You don't have Matthew 5 yet. All right. You have it now. Verse 21. Read with me. What does that say? Ye have heard that it is said by them of all time. 
Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Keep reading, but I say unto you, whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. And whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire now. Next verse, I think is 24. What does that say? 23. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, stop. What is that? An act of worship. You've come to church, Jesus says. This is Jesus, not me. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remembereth that thy brother hath ought against thee. Keep singing. <laughs> Keep falling out, slain in the spirit. Keep speaking in tongues. What did Jesus say? Leave thy gift at the altar and go thy way. What's the next word? Ah, stop. I could have called this message first things first. First. Keep reading. Reconcile to thy brother and then come. When you come here on Sabbath morning, deliberately refusing to forgive somebody, you are sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. In the orchestra of heaven, you are the bad note. Out of tune. Out of tune. Let me ask you again, I'm not joking. You can have me deported back to Michigan, but I'm not joking. If there's someone you need to forgive and you're afraid, I will come with you. Yes. Don't die having spent your whole life in a church building and go to hell as a well-dressed person. If there's someone to whom you need to apologize and you're afraid, I, come on, finish my words, will go with you. Because this is life and death. And the person to whom you may have to apologize may be the one who snores right next to you at night. Am I talking the truth? Yes, I am. Okay. When the service is over, I'll be in that office for a few minutes. Come and say, Elder, would you come with me tomorrow, the day after? I need to meet with this person. I need to make things right with God. You went around blackballing the pastor because you didn't like some action he took. And it had an effect on him. People rebelled against him or any other person. Tell him you're sorry. He won't put it in the newspaper. Tell him you're sorry. Listen to me, you'll feel a sense of freedom. It's like a ton of wet cement falls off your back. Because now your conscience is free. It is clear as a bell when you forgive. It improves your health. Mm. Uh, he compassed sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he's made, you make him twofold more the child of hell than yourself. We cannot afford to do that. Let's make this place a safe environment. 
Somebody saying amen needs to be rebaptized. Both in this building and online. There's too much playing of church. Too much playing of church. You know what Jesus said in Luke 6.46? You go there with me. Let's read together. Luke 6.46. Luke was a medical doctor. Any medical doctors in, the, in this church? No. Maybe online. Medical doctor. I didn't say witch doctor. I said medical doctor. The witch doctors all over the place. Agents of Satan. Luke 6.46. What does that say? Why call you me what? Lord, Lord, and do not the things... That I say, and he said, forgive. As long as you refuse to give, stop calling Jesus Lord. Stop it. It's a hypocritical expression. As long as you consciously refuse to give, stop calling Jesus Lord. This business of a relationship with God is more serious than we realize. Jesus said, look, if you're not with me, come on. You're against me. Simple as that. When the scribe came to him in Mark 12, 28, and one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Jesus says, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. That's how you have a relationship with Christ. You can't be a part-time follower, because we're not up against a part-time devil. Okay, I've beaten upon you enough. I'll be in that office. Have you ever heard of Achan? An entire nation suffered a military defeat because of one shaky brother. God said, don't take anything when you go fight that nation. Achan stole an outfit. As they say, it was fly. <laughs> Is that the word? So Achan stole it. Mm. And the Israelites lost militarily. They suffered. And when they prayed whatever they inquired of God, God said, Achan. One man's mistake threatened an entire nation. One stubborn member in this church can threaten the spiritual health of this church. We need healing. We need to confess, not to me, to God and to those we've hurt. Or we need to confess to God for not forgiving those who've hurt us. Listen to me. The greatest hurt is not what the member did to you. The greatest hurt is what you've done to Jesus. And he forgives 70 times 7 a day. That's f if Jesus said, if you offend 490 times, and somebody says, I'm sorry, what should you do? Forgive 400. Not that serious. That's serious. Okay. Let me ask you this, then I'll close, and I'll be in that office. That's four times. Or get my email from the pastor, send me a text. If you don't want to come physically and people say, oh, she's the one, send me a text. Get it from the pastor. Are you with me? He'll give it to you, send me a text quietly, and I and he or somebody else will come and go with you. 
to make it right. Because right after you make it right, God may close your eyes. Are you listening to me? He may be waiting for that to close your eyes and make you safe. Let's bow our eyes closed. Our Father in heaven, we do not want to make anyone twofold more the child of hell than ourselves. So before we go looking for that one, let us be the one. We need to be right with you. And a Christian cannot be right with God who is not right with his or her fellow man. And so, Father, if there's someone under the sound of my voice, in this building or online, who needs to tell someone, I am sorry, give that person courage, Father, to do that. Or to say, I forgive you for having hurt me. Father, have issued an invitation to your people. I'm willing to go myself, an elder, the pastor, and assist them because that takes courage, dear God, to do what's right. But the result will be freedom, release from a form of prison. Dear God, give us a serious mindset when it comes to Christ. Because when he made Adam his image, Adam had no sin. It is still his desire that we reflect his image, and there must be no sin. Please, God, let your spirit trouble that person who's still stubborn. Let him or her not wait for a deathbed confession. Let the person do it today while there's time. And I'm speaking also, dear God, to those online. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the moving of the spirit. Thank you for those right now who are troubled and are thinking of what they heard and what decisions they ought to make. Let them make decisions that bring salvation. And put a smile on your face. I pray this prayer from my heart in Jesus' name. Let God's people say, Amen and Amen. Before you go, what will you take from the message? Raise your hand and tell me. Yes. No one can go to heaven who deliberately refuses to give, forgive someone else. Because, because God will not forgive you. And an unforgiven person is qualified for hell, not heaven. Yes, my sister. Do not call Jesus Lord when you don't do what he says. And one of his major requests is forgive people because he came and died to provide forgiveness for you. The greatest act of mercy is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the same thing as redemption. Somebody else, what will you take from them? Yes, sister. Oh, sorry. Back here. Yes, my brother. That's right. When Adam sinned, all his posterity were born in the image of Adam, which is the sinful image, which is really Satan's image, not in the image of God. The gospel provides the power to take us back to the image of God. Can you say amen? That's what the gospel does. It takes us back to the image of God, even while we have a carnal nature. That's why the universe has to be amazed that God will finally produce a people that possess the carnal nature, but do not sin. You see, when Adam was first, I don't want to preach again, first made, he had a sinless nature. So it was no big thing if he didn't sin. Are you with me? It's no big thing for someone with a sinless nature to not sin. But for someone with a sinful nature to not sin, ah, that amazes the universe. And that's what the gospel will do. God will finally have people on the earth with a sinful nature who do not sin.
will finally display the power of the gospel, which most Christians doubt. Somebody else, what will you take from the message? Yes. If you don't forgive, you're not in union with Jesus as he desires it. Yes, sister. If you obey, you shall eat the good of the land, this land and the land to come. My sister, were you here last night? Were you here last night? No, right there. Yes. Were you here last night? No. All right. Anybody else? One more. Yes, sister. A mango tree cannot yield Aki no matter how much Jamaicans pray. It will never happen. One more. Yes. One Achan can destroy an entire church. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Let God's people say, Amen and Amen. I'll be in that office. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.